Hey guys, it's Dawn. If you would like to hear the How My Parents Raised Me podcast ad-free, and if you would like access to subscriber-only episodes, join me in the What's the Truth community. You can join via the Apple Podcast app. There's a link right there in the app. Or go to whatsthetruth.supercast.com. Links are in the show notes. Don't miss out on all the extra content I'm sharing. I can't wait to see you over there. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com. Code PROGRAM. I had a mental breakdown and I, I'm a real fighter and I don't give up. And, and after that, I knew that it was time to to look at my own shit and I knew it was time that I had to start healing, looking at my past, working out who I was, what what was going on with me because it was affecting my kids and and they drove me to want to do better and wanting wanted to make something better of my life. Welcome to How My Parents Raised Me. I'm Dawn Chitty. When we are born, we arrive here as pure and perfect souls. And the direction our life takes from that moment is deeply connected to what our parents bring to our lives. And what our parents bring to our lives is deeply connected to what their parents brought to their lives. And that's the cycle of families. I have always craved connection with real and raw stories to understand what makes you, you? What makes you the absolutely unique human that you are? Stories are medicine for the soul. They can connect us and they can change the world. And so in this podcast, I'm listening to beautiful souls sharing their story. What happened to them, how they got through and how they have healed and thrived despite everything to arrive right here in this moment. Content warning, if you are triggered by the themes of this podcast, please seek a helpline in your city. Hey, my beautiful friends. 
I am so blessed to meet the most incredible humans on this podcast and Rev Alford has definitely been one of the sweetest souls I've had the pleasure to connect with. Rev's mum deeply suffered with mental health issues when Rev was growing up and Rev's childhood was completely immersed in trying to save her. As she got more and more unwell, Rev's mum made multiple attempts to end her own life and Rev was always there doing everything she could to pick up the pieces. When her mum finally succeeded, Rev went through a ton of grief and anger. She was angry that her mum had left her. After 12 months, she decided she would go ahead and live her life to the fullest and she did. She wanted something different for her life. But over the years and after having kids of her own, the trauma really resurfaced and everything Rev had held on to for all those years came back and hit her hard and she spiraled. In this quick chat episode, we hear about those dark times, how Rev's life crumbled into pieces and how she managed to turn it all around. Rev is the author of a wonderful book called Days of My Life, where she recounts her story. You can find a link to the book in the show notes. We pick this story up as Rev is describing how after 12 months of grief and anger, she decided her life would be different. She would make something of her life. So I went with the anger and I made a choice and I said, I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to get on with my life and I'm going to make something of myself. And I used that anger to fuel me and to get on with it. And I ran and I ran from everything and I didn't talk about it and I didn't talk to anyone. And I sort of went into survival mode and I went into this, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to make something of myself and I'm not going to be like that. So I think it helped. It helped for a long time until it all caught up with me. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. And and of course, I totally understand that. You you have to just you have to use that anger to fuel you, don't you? Yes, you you've yeah. got to like say, well, I'm just going to go and do something else and and there is that understanding that we don't have when we're younger around what's actually going on for somebody yes. to a degree, you know. Yes. Because we we have that anger and it's like, well, you've left me you know, that it's so complex, isn't it? What it your is. mum went through and and there's just not that understanding, I don't think. And so you got married and had kids and yeah. travelled, didn't yeah. you? I yeah. met an amazing man who's now my husband and I think when I met him, like everything changed for me. He is the most patient and loving person and he helped me sort of put myself back together again. And then we went travelling and we travelled the world and we had the most amazing experiences. And I think that meeting him made me feel really lucky. Like I I felt lucky in life. And so I didn't really look back. I just, you know, we just moved forward with our lives and we ended up getting married and we created this most amazing life together. We built our own business and ended up having three amazing children. And then I had twins you know, my first children were twins. So I felt really lucky and really 
grateful and I think because of what had happened and what I had been through, I was super grateful for my life and and I lived and I loved every moment and I made the most of everything because I knew how fragile life was and I knew how hard it could be. So in some ways it helped me appreciate the life that I was building for myself and 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 I didn't take any of it for granted. I absolutely you know, look back on those times with so much, you know, love and and just had the best time. Mm. And yet, do you think that you were in a survival mode? Absolutely. Yes. And I think as the years went on, raising children is not easy. I think you have this picture perfect idea of what it's going to be like and, oh, yeah, let's have kids. And, And I hadn't dealt with any of my trauma so having kids and then having twins, you know, which was really hard. It was really tough. And without a mum, a mum's support, I think that was the first time that having my own children, it made me start looking back and I think think back on the way my life was. And there was things like I breastfed my twins for six weeks, but then you know, it was really difficult. So I gave that up. And then that made me start to think, I wonder if I was breastfed. And Mm. I wonder how I was like, and as they grew, I wondered how I was as a child, was I like them, you know, and I think those questions started to come up. I didn't really have any answers as to what I was like. And, and I think just the challenges of having twins, they trigger you and they, you know, and, and having kids, sorry, they trigger you and they make you look at yourself and you have to learn patience and you have to learn more about yourself in order to be a better mother. And so as they grew, the pressures of that were starting to take its toll on me and and I was starting to unravel a little bit. And then when, when my we ended up having twins and then four years later we had a daughter. So when my son, who is one of the twin, he was diagnosed with a rare form of epilepsy, our life became quite stressful because we also had a, a business that took up a lot of our time. So that was quite a stressful thing to have. And then to have a child with special needs as he lost his speech and hearing due to the epilepsy, it was a rare type that affected his language. To get a diagnosis took years because it wasn't his seizures were happening in his sleep. It wasn't something that we could see or know. So we weren't aware that it was epilepsy and it took a lot of hearing tests and a lot of doctor's appointments and a lot of audiologist appointments and an ENT specialist to finally get some answers. So it was a long road to a diagnosis and it was very stressful. And I think that you know, I was still in survival mode and in this really crazy stressful environment. And then we did eventually get a diagnosis and he he improved a lot. But as he improved, then my other twin ended up with migraines and her health deteriorated. She would end up vomiting and in episodes. And so it was just a crazy, stressful mm. environment. And then I had a six-month-old baby in amongst all of that. So wow. So my my life didn't get easier after that. It got harder. And I think as all of that stress, my mental health declined. I also had some health issues. I ended up being diagnosed with celiac disease. I got glandular fever and got quite sick. And I think it was all of the stress and all of the challenges in my life led me led me to having that and my youngest then also ended up with health issues she ended up with anxiety and got alopecia so yeah it was extremely stressful 
times. And then in 2018, I think everything just got to me and I ended up having panic attacks as well. So very similar to what my mum had. And interesting enough, I later found a letter that she'd written and what I was told was the angina attack was actually the panic attacks happened when I was 14. My panic disorder happened when my twins were 14. So I, you know, it was a big real, like once I got through that, it was a big wake up call and a big realization to think that all of this running I was doing from my problems ended up And wanting to not be like my mom, like that was a huge part of me. I did not want to be like her. It kind of went full circle and I ended up kind of mirroring her life in some ways. And then it hit me in the same way. And I had a mental breakdown and I'm a real fighter and I don't give up. And and after that, I knew that it was time to, to look at my own shit. And I knew it was time that I had to start healing looking at my past, working out who I was, what what was going on with me because it was affecting my kids and and they drove me to want to do better and wanting wanted to make something better of my life. Mm, my goodness, that's so much, isn't it? And it's it's crazy how it all just catches up with us. You know, like we can run for however many years I and, know. and yet it it it's there and it's just waiting for us to stop and take a look at it, isn't it? And and yeah. work through it and one size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. So... What was the first step on that journey? I The first step I did was to get a psychologist. I mm. found I'd seen a few over the years because I had had anxiety and depression prior to the mental breakdown, but I'd got myself through it and I'd seen psychologists on and off, but I hadn't really found anyone that had really resonated with, but I ended up finding a really good one that worked for me. And with her help, I started to unpack some more about my life and 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 starting to learn more about myself I realized I had been in survival mode and I had just you know that felt that I could do anything like really without recognizing that my actions affected other people and I think that was the first time I really sort of started to look at the way I reacted to things and the way I was parenting and the way I was being a friend to people she taught me, I think, to slow down and to assess what I took on because I would just be the sort of person that would just take on anything, do everything, do it all, but then not realizing I wasn't coping doing it all and I wasn't being good at anything because I'd taken on way too much. So she really helped me sort of unpack that life. And I also saw a naturopath and I started some, you know, natural healings. I started meditation. 
and just sort of started to learn to ground myself and bring myself back into my body. And as time went on, I had a bit of a realization and it was a conversation with a friend and she said to me, everything that you need in life is within you. And that was just like an awakening for me. I got goosebumps and I'm like, wow. And I think I had been looking externally for everything. Like I'd been looking externally for love and for validation, for self-worth, for self-esteem. And it was like this moment of like, like just pure like love, like, oh, my goodness, I can provide that to myself. Mm. I can look within and I, I've got everything that I need within me and that was huge for me. So I started to go along this sort of spiritual path where, uh, you know, I've gotten into yoga and just started to look within and find, find myself and I did a course called Self Love School and I think that was also the first time that I ever really looked at like what does it mean to love ourselves like that was just such a foreign concept to me so I did that and yeah that was huge that got me into a good routine like exercise has always been a huge part of my life so with exercise and meditation and and looking within and having this knowing now that I have everything that I need within me I I have yeah, I've got, I've got it all here. So that has been a huge part of my healing. And then also part of this healing has, has forced me to, to look back on my relationship with my mom and look back on how I processed my grief after that loss. And then in 2020, my stepdad passed away and I'd lost touch with him about 14 years prior and his mental health had declined and I didn't realize and he ended up being a recluse. And when he passed away, I got access to his house as I was the next of kin. And in the cupboard in my bedroom, I found all of my mum's journals. So revisiting the house where like that was the last time I saw my mum alive. So 2020, it was like a gift in some ways. Like it, it was horrific having to see the house and the way he had deteriorated. And like there was a side of that that was very horrific, but there was also a side that I felt like it was a gift to me from my mom and a chance to reconnect with her again. So I spent, I spent ISO, we went into ISO during COVID lockdowns, going through the journals and writing my story down. And I think it was all just so healing, like learning about her life and what she had suffered. It helped me reconnect with her and going to that house helped me reconnect with her and allowed me to connect with the love, the loving part of her and the part of her that loved me. And that kind of just opened me up again. And I feel like I reading her journals, I found that compassion for her again. And I found that love for her again. And I reconnected and the forgiveness just came and all of the anger just melted away. And now I just look back on her with so much love and so much like I'm so proud of her. Yeah, like just absolutely so proud of her because she fought for her life. Like she fought so hard and she gave it everything and she gave it everything for us and her life was hell. Her life was a living misery and she fought for me, you know, she did. And so now I do not look back on her with any anger. I just honestly am so proud of her. 
and I'm so grateful, grateful because she's given me so much strength and so much resilience and so much love. And I feel like I've got so much love for my children because of everything that she's given me and everything I've been through. And I feel like my role now is to break the cycle, break the cycle of the mental health trauma that's been in our family and that I was perpetuating until I sort of had this awakening. So my job now is to help my children and break that cycle and give them the love that she gave to me and and just sort of move forward with love and and yeah yeah. wow 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 that's just so incredible I mean to have 2020 when we're in isolation and you go back into your the last place that you've seen your mum alive and all of her journals are there and how incredible that she's written it all down that you get to have that beautiful connection and you get to be able to see all of her life. I mean, that's just, that's just such a gift, isn't it? It is. Just having now that whole new level of understanding for who she was and what she went through. I mean, it's just so beautiful and, oh my gosh, it's so emotional. I'm like, it's, it, you know, it's just so incredible when you, actually have that realization as well that you had I I had the same thing I have it all within me I don't need and and we do we spend our entire lives looking to the outside that's what we're trained to do look to the outside for value look to the outside for acceptance am I good enough am I doing the right thing it's such a relief when you realize you don't actually need to do any of that you know absolutely yes it's all here within me I know who I am and I don't need anybody else to judge me or to tell me who I am you know and that's just the most beautiful realization and I hope that we can get kids much younger understanding this so they don't have to go through 20 years of shit exactly (laughs) and that is my hope for my children I didn't sort of raise them up to that point with that but Mm. I'm definitely hoping that me knowing that now and living that being you know modeling that will help them and and my youngest who did have mental health issues is now doing really well just from changing the way I parent her and so I am doing it. I can see it and I can mm. see my relationship with the three of my children, you know, is just so much better for it. So, so what yeah. have you, what have you changed, do you think, in your parenting of them? I, it's funny because when you, you don't even know when you have kids like that, how you just think love is going to be enough. Like I loved my mm. kids and they know that. And, and I thought that's all I needed. But I think I parented them much the way my mum parented me, which was quite controlling. And that was a bit of a shock to learn that later. I didn't like the way I was parenting them. So I completely changed that. I now let them take ownership of their life and their decisions and I can guide them, but I don't control them. Yeah, mm. so, so that's been probably the biggest realization and the biggest way that I've changed and that I feel like that's just taken so much pressure off of my youngest and that's why she's thriving and I'm teaching her now to trust herself and to trust her gut and trust her intuition because I think that's one of the things I didn't what when I was looking externally for everything 
I didn't trust myself and so I doubted myself. And I think one of the things that I want to instill in my three kids is believe in yourself and trust in yourself and follow your gut and follow your intuition and 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 you can trust that knowingness that you've got inside and I think if you do that then you make better decisions so that's definitely one of the ways I've changed and that's made a huge difference oh yeah and I love that so much it is learning to trust yourself and when you understand what you need and what's acceptable, it makes life so much easier, doesn't it? It does. And when you don't have yeah. that, it's just life is so confusing Absolutely. because you, you're constantly yeah. trying to figure it out, whereas you you actually have all of that inside, like you say. I love that so much. Rev, you've written your full story in your book, Days of My Life. I would encourage everyone to go out and buy a copy of the book and read the full story because there is so much more that will be revealed in the detail of the book. I'll put a link to the book in the show notes so that you can easily find it. What made you want to share your story? I think that when I first started to write, I wrote it for me. I didn't write it to publish. I wrote it to heal and to learn more about myself and also because I have since I had children, like I had so many questions about how I was raised, about my past. So I really wanted to put it on paper so that my kids didn't have any questions. Like they would know through this book, the way I raised them and how much I loved them. It's all on paper for them. So that was my reasoning. And it wasn't until I finished writing it and had this awakening and realizing more about myself that I decided I wanted to publish and I wanted to share because I think that when I had my mental health breakdown, I did not tell anybody. I kept it to myself and I pretended to my community that I was fine. And I think so many of us do that. We we just like that's just what's acceptable in society. We just have to, you know, put on a put on a smile, put on a brave face, go out to the world. And inside a lot of us are dying. Like we are just want we we just are struggling. We are, you know, we're suffering in silence. So I thought, I don't know how to change the world. You know, I don't know how to change that in society, but I have a story to tell. And this is my way of saying that it is okay to to have mental health issues and it is okay to not be okay. And if I can share my story and if I can get it out there, it might make it okay for others to share theirs and it might make it okay for others to speak out when they're suffering or when they're not doing well and And then maybe they might seek help if they know that they will be held when they're not doing well. So this is just my way of, yeah, doing my little bit and and putting it out there and being real, being honest and saying, you know what, I'm not okay sometimes. I'm not perfect, but, you know, I'm here for you if if you need that and it's okay. And I think that's really the message that I want to spread. for being on this journey of healing and community with me. If you listen on Apple, I would love it if you could take a moment to post a review for the podcast. It would mean a lot. Check the show notes for all links recommended in this episode. If you're on Instagram, follow me at my big love project and please share this episode with someone you know needs to hear it. Thank you for joining me. You are such an incredible soul because you are you. You are unique. 
your journey is unique and you can absolutely change the world with your story. Your time is precious and I so appreciate you being here. Thanks for joining me. I'll catch you next week. Thank you.